This is Unfiltered, episode 97 for May 14th, 2014. A secret surveillance program. An international manhunt is on tonight. The most wanted man in the world. Edward Snowden may go down as the most famous whistleblower of our time. And now an internal NSA newsletter brags that shipments of computer routers and servers headed all over the world are intercepted by the NSA and redirected to a secret location so they can implant surveillance devices. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Unfilter, episode 97 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show that's distracting you from all of that TV you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week is the always excellent Mr. Chase. Coming from uh, from my hot and warm, warm and stellar, stellar Marysville. It is it is like unusually warm in the studio right now, though. Yes. We're in a... We're in a uh, you, know, it, you know what's so funny? My wife, conveniently, as I said this, texted me just now. Yeah, what'd she say? Hot. Aren't you in a place with no air conditioning? Yeah. Are you dying? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. It is a hot and sweaty unfiltered today. Uh, but you know what, Chase? Guess what? What, Chris? Big show today, uh, Chase. I'm shocked by that. Huge show. Huge show, actually. Uh, the uh, the book that uh, we've been talking about for a couple of weeks and nowhere left to hide, no place left to hide, Glenn Greenwald, his book came out this week, and in it were published new slides, new uh, new announcements, new releases about the NSA that we've never seen before. So we got we have a lot of stuff to cover in the NSA uh, section of the show. The Ukraine section of the show is also getting big. And then in the uh, weed section of the show, guess what? Something you and I have talked about a few times off air about the money situation around uh, legal cannabis. Well, it looks like Colorado might have a solution for that. So Ooh, finally. Hell, hell of a show. Which we kind of teased, I think, last week. Uh, Maybe. We did tease a little bit. So No Place to Hide is the new book that came out yesterday by Glenn Greenwald. It's on the NSA sweeping efforts to know it all. And uh, we have some slides in the show notes. Yes, we do. And I'm going to show some of them, too. Okay. Uh, The first one that uh, kind of really jumps out is this new collection posture slide. And in this slide, it starts at the top where the the NSA recommends that all agencies of the government, whenever possible, sniff it all, know it all, collect it all, process it all, exploit it all, and partner it all. Oh, my gosh. So uh, new stuff we haven't seen before. I have a lot of these in the show notes. You guys want to go check these out. Uh, this is, this slide we're talking about right now came from a meeting in 2011 where the uh, NSA was giving a briefing to some of the other intelligence officers. They call it their collection process, and uh, we're gonna some of these clips are going to uh, talk about it here for a little bit. Uh, first, though, uh, I want to start, I want to back up. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this book that came out. This is uh, in this book that came out. There is a uh, sort of more information given about how Glenn Greenwald came to meet Snowden, and a more of a clearer picture of that first meeting they had after Greenwald was convinced to travel with Poitras to Hong Kong. He had picked a place on the third floor of this hotel, which was a public space for conference rooms, which, as he described it, was sufficiently out of the way so that we wouldn't be viewed by a lot of people, there wouldn't be a lot of human traffic. And then at maybe 10.21, a minute after we got there, um, I heard the door open to this room. So you know his name, but you have no idea what he looks like. But in your mind, you must have had an image, at least in your mind, of what you thought this person was going to look like. Oh, definitely. I mean, I had a very distinct image. 
that he was in his 60s or 70s, that he was very kind of senior and world-weary. So instead... This is kind of interesting to get in Greenwald's head here because, you know, he uh, – if you read the book, I'm, I'm about uh, three, three or so chapters into the book. Okay. And um, they talk about, like, the ongoing series of chats that Snowden and Greenwald had over OTR, off-the-record chatting. And uh, through these chats, you know, uh, Greenwald walked away with the impression this was a very wise person. That was, you know, probably in their 50s or 60s even, that they were maybe a senior level because of just a tiny, tiny bit of tease that Snowden provided Greenwald and Poitras before they came over was so massive that they thought for somebody to have this level of access, they must be a senior executive. So when they met a 29-year-old guy with stubble, a goatee. Con- uh, and a contractor. They not, thought, yeah. is this legit? <laughs> Instead, I into the room holding a Rubik's Cube. Um, when he walked into the room, I didn't want to turn around and seem overly eager. So I just sort of stayed in the position I was at, which was staring at the back wall where there was a mirror. Um, and I see this figure approaching us, and I actually saw the Rubik's Cube in the mirror. And so when he got near us, I turned around, and standing there was, you know, this kind of scrawny, pale, awkward-looking, um, you know... Computer geek? Kid. I mean, he was uh, 29, but he looked much younger. He ended up going up to the room. Right. He invited us back to his room. Um, and, <laughs> and, and it's funny, too. He tells, uh, he's like, uh, come on up. He's like, and he's, as they're getting closer to the room while they're riding the elevator, he's like, so before we go in, I want to apologize about, apologize about the mess. This is actually the first time I've left my room in three weeks. Mess, too, right? He, he, he it was a complete mess. There were room service trays piled up. Um, there were clothes strewn about everywhere. It was a nice room. It was a nice hotel, but it was a, a very small room. He, yeah, he, he demanded that to look at our, our cell phones. Um, he insisted that we put them in the refrigerator. So this was something that uh, Snowden, on all occasions, all meetings, he said, you know, disable, remove the battery from your cell phone. If you have an iPhone or a phone where you cannot remove the battery, don't bring it with you. Don't turn it off. That's not sufficient. You need to either pull the battery. So, of course, Greenwald thinking, you know, oh, Snowden's just being over paranoid, you know, because Greenwald's not all in at this point, right? He hasn't taken right. the he's, red pill. He's, he's re- <laughs> yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah, you're right. So uh, he's like, okay, this guy's just being paranoid, and my iPhone doesn't even work here in Hong Kong, so I don't need to worry about them snooping because it doesn't even work. And Snowden's like, actually, they can still do it. Put it in the freezer. So he puts it in the mini bar fridge because that gives it sound isolation. So even if they turn on the mic, they won't be able to hear much. Because the the way in which the refrigerator is sealed prevents the audio from being detected by the the cell phones. And so we pretty much instantly got right down to it. And for me, that meant getting all my questions answered. They talk about in the book that uh, as uh, as they start, like at this point, uh, when they so they get in the room, it's very awkward because Greenwald's like, is this the guy? Is this legit? Have I just been duped? Uh, and I really haven't talked much yet. And, and Laura Poitras pretty much just immediately starts setting up her camera because she's a documentarist. So she starts setting everything up, getting ready. And so she's like, OK, cameras are rolling, like within the first few minutes of them meeting him. And so Greenwald just goes right into an interview mode and just starts asking him questions for five to six hours straight. They didn't stop for water wow. they didn't stop to piss they just kept talking just got it all out yeah and they went through all of it like uh like an oprah interview crying session <laughs> very much so so here's some of the new details that come out in uh, greenwald's new book it's been almost a year now since journalist Gren- glenn greenwald see i screwed me. up earlier too today you know you know whose fault it is it's it's adam curry's it's adam curry's of the no agenda show because he says Gren greenwald 
And so that's what she just says. That's what I've been saying. And I did it earlier. Excuse God, me, wrote the Adam. first story revealing leaked documents from Edward Snowden. Since then, there have been countless revelations, both large and small, about an ever-pervasive surveillance network. Today, Greenwald is giving his own account of how the former NSA whistleblower was able to release thousands of classified documents on a powerful intelligence community, all while evading authorities. It's all laid out in Greenwald's new book called No Place to Hide. And coinciding with the book's release, Greenwald has released a trove of new NSA documents. What do you think about Greenwald making a book like this and making a buck off all this. I mean, at one point I'm like, hey, this is his this is his business. This is what he does. But the other time I'm like, I feel like the revelations have dried up recently. And like the intercept has gone nowhere. His new site that they started with uh, with the uh, PayPal guy, the Pierre uh, Amadar, whatever his name right, is. Right. Yeah. It's gone nowhere. And it, and obviously he's been working on this book for a while. And now it's like if you really want all the details. Well, actually, guess what? Guess what Chris has in the show notes? Chris has a link to a PDF in the show notes that's all of the NSA revelations oh, in one. Oh, that's nice. It's just yeah, one doc. It's like 100. No, Greenwald made it available, but I just linked to it. It's like 112 pages But long. it's just one nice doc. My favorite slides are in the show notes, though. Very much worth checking out. We're going to get into some of it here in just a second. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to put that out there for general uh, feedback. If you guys go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com and click the contact link, let us know what you think about Greenwald making money off of a book like this. He's on full press tour. He's back in the U.S. He's on the speaking circuit. He went on the Colbert Report. He did a d- debate with Michael Hayden. Oh, something else this book kind of shed some light on is why Michael Hayden, who was the director of the NSA at the time of 9-11, who oversaw the implementation of this domestic surveillance program, it kind of comes... One thing this book is really good at is it, it sort of establishes how what has happened has been in... has been building momentum since 2004. Like, there has been a, one series of events after another that have led to, to to all of these disclosures. It's it's kind of amazing. The book in the first few chapters sort of puts all of the dominoes in places that have fallen to bring these people's different lives together for this disclosure. And one of the people that's in these threads is Michael Hayden, that former NSA director. And you, what you kind of begin to piece together on your own, although the book never quite says this so abruptly, but what you begin to piece together is that the reason why Michael Hayden, that all doofy-looking guy who wanted to drone Snowden, why he's still in the conversation is because the talking points and the primary architecture of the surveillance program were created by him. And the tone of that first time, the, the first story that ever leaked out about this years ago, the way that crisis was managed was led by Hayden. And when you got to understand something. When you're an elite like these guys are, you're never out of the business. You don't retire. You're never done. When you take on something like this for America, you own that for the rest of your life. As long as you are capable of sitting up and talking into a microphone, you will go on the air and you will defend that program. You will be the spokesperson for that program. You are the face of that program. And this book really brings all of that into focus. for Job you. security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Job security. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about something. So the earlier on, so I, I mentioned that we were kind of building towards this. It's, 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 been, it's kind of amazing how these pieces have been in motion for so many years. There was almost a really big revelation back in about 2004, I think, when Bush was still in the White House. Uh, w- uh, one of the guys we've talked about before, I have the details in the show notes, uh, one of the early, you know, OG uh, NSA whistleblowers went to the New York Times and tried to blow the whistle on the surveillance program. And Bill Keller, the uh, editor at the New York Times back in 2004, put the kibosh on the story. He ki- he was he was 
He was intimidated by the Bush administration and killed the story. In the fall of 2004, the administration invited the Times' top editors to a closed-door meeting. Executive editor Bill Keller met with the president's top advisors, Condoleezza Rice, General Hayden, hey. Alberto Gonzalez, and others, who insisted to Keller that revealing the existence of the program would endanger national security. I had a consensus of everybody that we had contact with in the administration um, that this would be an extremely dangerous thing to do. These were you know, serious people, uh, a consensus across the board of, of those who talked to us that it was going to be dangerous, a level of stridency that was quite impressive. And you know, after much discussion, decided uh, that we weren't ready to go with it. Keller spiked the story. The White House had prevailed. The program would remain a well-kept secret. Secret. That was a uh, that was a clip from a Frontline documentary that aired last night. Uh, it's not available pretty much anywhere except for the Frontline website, and it's only part one that came out last night. I I watched all of it like late last night because I wanted to be able to have it all in my head before the show. Yeah, pretty good piece. The uh, the first. It's about two, it's about an hour fifty minutes long, so it's pretty long. The first uh, forty minutes, twenty five minutes. If you've been watching Unfiltered since episode fifty four, you know all of it. It, it, it. But it is a good recap. It's nothing really new, and they do softball a few things. Like uh, your buddy Richard Clark is in yeah, it. Yeah, my my beer buddy. Your good your good pal Richard Clark. Yeah, and he has been many things. Uh, cyber terror uh, advisor, uh, counterterrorism advisor, you know, for the Clinton administration. For, uh, yeah, but what they label him as in the lower third is Obama advisor. That's all. They say. <laughs> it's like no, this like they do that with everybody. But they was they have Hayden on there. Hayden does some talking. It was a pretty good frontline piece. And uh, if I can, eventually, I'll grab the whole thing and I'll toss it in the uh, unfiltered supporters thing because I think you guys would really like to watch it. But if you want to watch it right now, just go over to the Frontline website and nice. you can watch it in Flash. Cool. Uh, all right. So uh, one of the slides that Greenwald showed was that Collect All. And here's a little info on the Collect All. And one of the things they do with, these, with this in this slide they talk about is uh, one of the slides that came out is this ability – uh, for the prison program to be used with just very simple search queries. You just go in there, you put the email address of any person you're looking for, and then they have a predefined area where you, in a drop-down box, you can just choose your justification. And then you, once you select the justification, the search query is executed. This never-before-seen PowerPoint slide from the NSA says, sniff it all, know it all, collect it all. And with this secret form, Greenwald says, any NSA employee can search a giant database. All they need to do, literally, is enter the email address, pick from a pull-down menu a quote-unquote justification that entitles them to do it, and then hit search. Greenwald writes the NSA has been able to tap into Skype video chats, a broad range of Facebook data, even emails sent by people using Wi-Fi on an airplane. The mindset of the NSA is that there should never be a place on the planet that you can go where you are able to evade their surveillance net. Yeah, the great thing about some of these slides, too, is they boast about their strategic partnerships with Motorola, AT&T, Oracle, Cisco, IBM, Verizon, Intel. Uh, in this username uh, doc... I got they, it right here, Chris. If it, it's, oh, yeah, there it's it is. Incredible. Yeah, there, incredible. It's incredible. The, there's the global partnerships that they have there. Isn't that excellent? Isn't that nice? Now, here's the, the one thing that, uh, you know, that story kind of conflicts with the the slide that I just showed. Yeah. Uh, actually, wrong slide. Wrong slide. Man, There's oh, a lot of slides. Too, too many slides. Oh, no, my I know. God. All right, here There's it is. a lot of slides. Um 
the justification isn't a drop down. You have to type in a reason first, and then you have additional oh, justification. So there's two justification fields. But but the, <laughs> but that's additional, and then like. Yeah, I guess you could put anything in a in a in a, in a regular paragraph. AQI and Iran sample. I yeah. mean, it's just like yeah, it's like anything. And look how like plain Jane this interface. Well, is yeah, too. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, it's a government for you. But yeah, but man, how does that make? I mean, it gets under my freaking skin seeing yeah. something like this because yeah. it's like, how dare they? Right, it's all stored in a database, but it's not searched until I click that button. Now. Oh. Uh, uh, we got a. Uh, here's a great. Uh, I'm going to break the no video rule uh, for this one clip because uh, the uh, this RT report goes through a bunch of these slides really quick. And it's, if you're watching the video version, this is worth seeing. Among the new NSA documents revealed today by journalist Glenn Greenwald is this very telling slide. It's from 2011, explicitly confirming that the NSA and its partners are in the game of collecting it all, and it speaks to what Snowden and the journalists he's worked with have been warning of all along. An out-of-control spy agency with unbelievable tools that pose a threat to privacy around the world. At one point, the NSA was collecting more than 71 million communications a month in Poland. Poland. Another document seems to show how the NSA has hey, partnered those are my documents. with a number of American corporations to carry out its collected-all mission, including one mysterious corporate partner since 1985 that has, quote, access to international cables, routers, and switches and is aggressively involved in shaping internet traffic to run through NSA monitors. Hmm. As a result, the NSA's Fairview program was able to collect more than 6 billion phone call records a month. And this slide gives more information on the NSA's supply chain interdiction. Do you know what you're seeing right there? Intercepts foreign ba- Do you see what you're seeing right there? Do you know what that is right there? So they're opening up packages before... That's a Cisco package that they intercept in transit. They open it up, and in this slide, they brag about their ability to open these things up, implant a chip, and seal them back up to the point where customers would never notice. They brag about it. Like, that's how good we are. And they have a special tailored uh, operations access division that does wow. just this. There's a special wow. towel group, as they call it. Double wow. And that's, that's the pictures of them bragging of the facility where they intercept packages and then rebox them up. And that's a, right oh on this picture on the gosh. right is a Cisco router they're testing. And, and another one of the uh, leaked slides is they implanted back doors into these. And then it turns out their back door had a bug and it was causing the router to crash. And so then they had to push out updates remotely, but they didn't want to push them out and crash people's routers so they'd be turned on to them. So they had to find people they were spying on that were not very high traffic people so they could first deploy it there, just like you would in IT. You deploy it to like your low end users first that aren't going to cause a ruckus, see how the patch goes. Once that goes, okay, they deploy it to higher traffic routers on the internet. And they, and they they have to write up like this whole change thing, anyways. So that picture right there is worth and, the book we, right and, there. And we wonder why uh, Cisco's losing business, <laughs> right? And Cisco it, it, it released a statement. In fact, one of our uh, listeners forwarded it to us, uh, saying, "Hey, we had no idea this is going on. We did I not cooperate with yeah. this. Yeah, because they could just inter- they, I mean, maybe maybe UPS or FedEx does. I mean, that's speculation. That's but true. Yeah. It's or, possible. Or the they US, better. Yeah. If they don't know, then what the hell's going on with packages? Right. On computer servers and routers." implants bugs in them and then sends them back into transit allowing the nsa to crack some of its hardest targets all this data collection is posing a challenge to the nsa one that they are aware of in this document stating that collection is outpacing our ability to ingest process and store to the norms to which we have become accustomed but the nsa isn't holding all this data for itself 
In fact, it's sharing it with a number of other governments around the world, creating what appears to be an information network of dozens of countries all cooperating with each other and all spying on each other's citizens. This document reveals the breadth of the NSA's spying partners beyond the Five Eyes. And despite being partners, France and Israel are both running spy operations against the U.S. as well. In fact, a national intelligence estimate found that Israel is the third most aggressive intelligence service against the U.S. I thought they were our friends. Yeah, that's yeah, right, of course. I would like to know who's the number one. <laughs> that's what I'd like, number, number two. Number one! Maybe Russia and China. I don't know. Ooh, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, in the documents, they're like, uh, in fact, also in the documents, they're like, so uh, we have this relationship with Israel that they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be a two way street. But uh, that partnership is totally a one way street. They're taking advantage of us and not giving us any input. They kind of like have a slide where they're kind of complaining. Also, the NSA's claims that it doesn't engage in economic espionage are further belied by new slides showing the NSA's Blarney program specifically goes after economic and diplomatic intelligence. And this slide, showing examples of PRISM reporting topics, reveals the NSA is interested in Mexican energy issues, Japanese trade, and Venezuelan oil. We know that the NSA targeted Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff. This slide shows the spies bragging about it. Yeah, this is a great slide oh right here. Oh, my God. Where they're like, yeah, man, we got in there. We monitored her and nine of her uh, subordinates, and we got all kinds of and information. And we got her picture yeah. and everything. I, oh, boy, I bet she sees that. I bet. Could you imagine how angry she is? Woo. I would be pissed. I would be like, how? That's, yeah, yeah. What it, I mean, how do you react? Like, Chris, let's say you're the prime well, minister of what can Chris, you do? Chrislandia. Okay? Well, nothing. I can't do nothing. I can raise a stink. I can try to wall off our internet. I can try to, you know, break as many ties with the U.S. as possible. But really, my my recourse is pretty much nothing other than make a public stink about it. Wow. Her best recourse would be to make a big public stink about it. Yeah. That's really what she has available to her. Yeah. Meanwhile, new documents shed more light on the NSA's British spying counterpart, GCHQ, and their disruption activities against hacktivist groups like Anonymous. Here, British spies are told the benefits of circumventing traditional law enforcement. Yeah, they uh, so they prefer to go with something called disruption instead of traditional law enforcement, which I find to be interesting. It kind of sounds like they're just, I mean, di- well, it kind of sounds like they they are knowingly they know that what they're doing is wrong, so right. they give it a different term and right. say, well, this is more effective because we're not doing traditional methods. Yeah, and they say right here on the slide, they say disruption techniques could save time and money. Well, yeah, because we don't have to go through the due processes oh, and permits and warrants exactly. and judges. Oh. And using their tools to discover targets and then disrupting their communications through either denial of service attacks or, as this slide shows, bombarding their phones with text messages and calls and deleting their online presence. Hey, that would be nice, actually. Now, are- Just somebody be- wipe you out. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be nice Just start over one, one day, like you Google your name, no, no results found? That would actually be incredible. That would be like an, if they could actually pull that off. That would be amazing. I would pay they for could, that. They I could would sell you, that. You know, Chris, I would. I would pay for that service. Just some of the new documents revealed by journalist Glenn Greenwald today. The remaining can be found online as well as in his new book. And there's more documents to come still. An interview Greenwald did with GQ this week. He said, "I like to think of it as a fireworks show. You want to save your best for last. There's a story that from the beginning I thought would be our biggest, and I'm saving that. This will be the finale." A big missing piece. 
Snowden knows about it and is excited about it. I predicted that. So, I predicted yeah, so it. Me, me, con- me. I predicted that from the get-go. You I did, said, buddy. You I, did. I said that yep. the best is yet to come. We're gonna And you you said, Chris, oh, it's already out there. It's all well, out there. Well, because some of this stuff, like we kind of knew there was some kind of interception program. Yeah. We didn't know all of the details on it. We think maybe Dell was involved, too. Right, yeah. So some of the stuff he's revealed is just kind of more information on what we've already known. There hasn't been something that's like, holy crap. You're like, prism, man. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah, like how totally. are you going to top how are you going to top a 3-day buffer of everything that goes through the the United States internet? How are you going to top that? Uh maybe it'd have to be like it, it literally, I mean, it'd have to be like 9/11 or something. It would have to be something that big. Oh god, don't do that. Don't do that, Chris. <laughs> no, you can't do that. If you say that on this sh- wait, that's already out there, right? No. No, no, we we'll just we'll, we'll edit Can that. Can we out. edit that? Okay. Yeah, we'll cut. Cuz I mean, if you put that out there, you're going to get emails, you're going to be right. like Chris, you're conspiracy nut. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say. <laughs> so, uh I we've been talking about Hayden. Now let's wrap up with uh Michael Hayden uh in this uh uh, uh PBS Frontline special on uh, the Secret State uh or do you, I can't I can't remember the title of it, but it's their it's their most recent episode uh, right. from uh, the 13th of May. Uh uh Hayden lays out here you know, we've been thinking about the Snowden revelations in terms of he revealed the prison program. He revealed the NSA spies all over the world. He revealed X Keyscore and Sig Int and, and, and all of these love in, you know, all these little things. That's what we've been talking about. But what he actually revealed on a, on a grander scale is so much bigger and is, over the long term, so much more damaging to the United States. And Hayden kind of just simply lays it all out. He broke his trust. He has caused great harm to the United States. And let me characterize this for you. This is the greatest hemorrhaging of a legitimate American secrets in the history of the Republic. We, we talk about leakers, right? And, and so the metaphor is water. So how bad was the leak? Was it a cup? Was it a bucket? Was it a barrel? Okay. Well, Snowden's different. Snowden's the plumbing. Snowden has not revealed an American secret. He's revealed the architecture, the tactics, techniques, and procedures as to how America gains other countries' secrets. And that's why this damage is going to be so severe and very long-lasting. He's not talking about terrorism. He's talking about how we get a leg up in world negotiations like the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership and all of, you know, when, we go, when, when we're going into a, a meeting on Iran sanctions. Um, there's examples in uh, Greenwald's new book where uh, Condoleezza Rice, when, uh, during the Bush administration, where she was going to go to the U.N. and talk about sanctions on Iran. Yeah. She sends down basically a request to the NSA and says, hey, NSA, in a week I'm making this trip. Generate me a report of all of the communications that all of the other delegates are going that have been saying about Iran behind closed doors, so that way I know everything. And then they go into the meeting, and they have the leg up. And then the meeting goes in the way of the United States' advantage. That is good for Chase Nunes and Chris Fisher. Let's be clear about that. That The U.S., we want our country to have a leg up when negotiating with any other country, right? Of Don't course. you? You live yeah. here. Yeah. If I lived in Canada, I'd feel the same way about Canada. Right. right? It's the, Absolutely. It, wherever I live, I want them to have the leg up because my family's impacted by that. Yep. So uh, what Snowden revealed 
is how the U.S. does that on all levels, how we do it militarily, how we do it for domestic spying, and how we do it for trade negotiations, everything. We've revealed fundamentally how we monitor the world to get our leg up. That American exceptionalism that, you know, that we always talk about, this was literally part of it. Nobody else had the scale that we had. Think about this. Think about the technology of the Internet. Think about the new world. Think about everything that goes over the Internet. And the U.S. was the first to get there. Sure, the GCHQ does it as well as, as many yep. other in the Five Eyes. Right. Yeah. But we were the best. We had the widest. Uh, we're number one. There's, there, in the Greenwald book, in the PDF we have linked in the show notes, there's a slide in there where Australia is contacting the NSA. And they're like, hey, dog, your collection is so good. Would you mind spying on Australian citizens for us since we can't really do that? We would really appreciate that because you guys are really good at that. And if you do that for us, we'll be able to do some stuff for yeah. you. We'll hook you up. And so we have this – and it is this massive interconnecting – like now we even have the partners who are involved with the interconnecting surveillance. Yeah. All of it is laid out there for – for China, for Iran, for Russia, for everybody who might want to do us harm or anything like that. Now, is that a bad thing? That's for debate. But the, it is you cannot deny that the fundamental plumbing, like Hayden put it, has now been exposed. Yep. What, what he talks about is a lot of times when you have something exposed, you have the act that's exposed. The, you know, uh, Nixon spying on, on a group or, or, or the FBI that yep. has uh, certain people, that uh, uh, persons of interest that are, the list is just crazy, like that act. But the plumbing of how those things are done generally isn't exposed. This is a bit of a different beast. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I, I believe it was an illegal one. So I, you know, I think Stone is still just in exposing it because it oh, is a violation of our constitutional well, rights and a violation of the world's privacy. Well, it's a, it's a violation. Of, yeah, those two things. It's a violation of due process and so many things, and it needed to get out there. And obviously, you know what? When you have such an arrogant government doing those things, eventually I, they're going to get their hand caught in the cookie jar, and that's right. what happened. That's what, that's how I see it. Is like it was like I'm surprised. Uh, one of the things they talk about in that thing is uh, in, in 2004 when the New York Times called to talk to Hayden about it, when they said something to him, and, I, and actually if you watch enough clips of Hayden, you could see him doing this. He was on the other phone when, when the editor tells him what they have, and Hayden's reaction was, <gasps> that was what he did. <laughs> He's like, oh gosh. And then he like composed himself for a second, right. started admitting to it, and then stopped again, and then hung up the phone. Wow. When, when the New York Times called originally. So there you go. Tells you like they I, I I think maybe they actually thought they would never get caught. I think they actually thought that. I don't know. Uh, all right, Mr. Chase. Well, before we get into the Ukraine stuff, we got uh, some big news. Oh wait, did I miss it? Uh, what? Uh, oh, oh, I did have one more thing I wanted to cover actually in the NSA stuff. Oh, okay. Well, um, obviously, I as you know or may not know what. Well, Sony bought the 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 rights to this uh, book. Oh yeah, yeah. So, he's already so, got a movie deal. Yeah, how about so, that? So, uh, and actually, Sony's no stranger uh, to doing these kind of nonfiction movies. They released both The Social Network, which yeah. obviously was about Facebook, yeah. and Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. which was about the killing of Osama bin Laden. Now, yeah, which uh, was crap. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guys that will be working on the movie are like, uh, they, they come from like the Bond background, right? Yeah, Wilson and Bruca uh, Broccoli, uh, known for their work <laughs> on the James Bond films like Skyfall, Skyfall. Yeah. and Quantum of Solace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, you know, I... I you know, I don't mind. Uh, I'll honestly. watch it. You know, here's the thing. I don't mind a movie because a lot more people will obviously go watch the movie than they'll read the book. And if they pull an ounce of way of getting truth, I'm okay with that and becoming enlightened in that. I suppose. And it, it, if I'm nothing okay. else, I can try to look at it from an entertaining standpoint. Oh, um, sure. 
as long as it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Clinton. We have a I, one more before we totally get away from the slides too far. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, uh, TechCrunch, which I don't really think of when I think of the Snowden leaks, but TechCrunch had a story, had some slides, and I have uh, the best slide in the show notes, <clears throat> where uh, the FBI and the NSA are bragging about the access they have to Microsoft's technology. Uh, they talk about Skype in here a lot, and they talk about how you know uh, the, their Skype collection was improved over time. The one I really like, I love this one, from uh, March seventh, two 2013. Prism now collects Microsoft SkyDrive data as part of Prism's standard stored communications collection package for TAST FISA Amendments Act Section 702 Selector. This means that analysts will no longer have to make a special request to SSOs for this, a process step that many analysts may not have known about. This new capability will result in a much more complete and timely collection response from SSOs for our enterprise customers. The success, in, uh, the success is a result of the FBI working for many months with Microsoft to get this right. Uh, they talk about uh, they talk about how great their SkyDrive integration is now. They oh, talk about how nice. great their Outlook.com. Microsoft is balls deep in with the NSA. They're the first on the Prism uh, program. They're, they they make fundamental changes to Skype. They architect SkyDrive in a way to give these guys direct access. They're balls deep. Out of all of the companies, it seems like Microsoft just went whole hog on this stuff. Or we're only hearing a lot from Microsoft because it's again it's Microsoft. Well, no, there were things released released about Facebook. They talked about how they were able to get private uh, profile information off of Facebook by scraping Facebook's CDN. However, Facebook has made changes to the way they store data on their CDN since that slide was made. I they see. also they they talk uh, they talk about Yahoo in the slides too. But Microsoft is the one that, like. Like Microsoft, it, maybe because they're so big and bureaucratic, has like divisions that interface directly with the FBI to provide them what they need. Like when they're doing product development, they work with them. That's to me disgusting. Uh, so, anyways, uh, lots of good stuff in the show notes about this topic. Uh, but all right, now we do have some big stuff I want to talk about. Huge. So this uh, is the big news. Now, every week we tease, say, "Hey, we got a big show." Big show. Lots of big things to talk about. This might be bigger than episode 100. I mean, this was what we're about to talk about was was going to be part of episode 100, right? But things changed. We did a little yeah. spring cleaning here at uh, JBHQ, yep. and uh, we did some pruning on the subscription list that were like failing yep. or subscriptions that were in- inactive. Yep. So in doing that, we dropped 65 people off our subscriber list. Now Which, uh, we've notified them, so some of them are coming back. So yeah. it might not be. 65. It may, it may not be all doom and gloom, but yeah, yeah we lost 65 unfiltered supporters. So that brings, we were we were at uh, 383. Uh, our new number, I just checked it, it still reads as 383, but it's obviously not that. Oh, that's because I'm looking at the wrong spot, because I'm a dope, that's why. Oh, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. That, that actually fits with the narrative pretty well. Uh, but what it means is we're way down. We're way down from where we wanted to be. We're at 324 unfiltered subscribers right now. That's below our 333 minimum, and it makes the show unattainable. Uh, this show is the uh, largest amount of effort and production work. But you know what? We believe and we recognize there are some improvements we could make, some adjustments we could uh, to make to yeah. the supporters program to make it even better, yeah. to make it more transparent to you guys. And not only that, but uh, options. A lot of you have been saying, hey, I want to pay with PayPal yeah. or I want to pay with uh, just a straight-up yeah. debit card or credit card. Yeah. Or yeah, we've got a lot of requests for that. Lots and, of different requests. And also, uh, to be honest, what we've discovered as this has grown is that the systems we're using, primarily Amazon Payments, are not really good at something like this. Yeah. But since since Unfilter has hit the air, there's been a new service that's cropped up that I think if this was around when we launched this show, 
I think we undoubtedly would have used that to help fund the Unfiltered show. So if you're not familiar with the way we do Unfiltered, this is a listener-supported show. We don't take advertisers, and the reason for that is quite simple. The way an advertiser-driven show works is your primary goal is to get as many views as possible. For some types of shows, that works absolutely fine. In fact, it could be complementary to the content. I believe that's true for most of our shows on the network. However, for shows that talk about the subject matters that we discuss, that is a very gray area when you're trying to just drive as many eyeballs as possible. I mean, look at what has happened to the mainstream news networks, right? Yeah. By, by, by being driven by that eyeball number. So what we do is we focus on getting 333 unfiltered supporters, and we're going to set up milestone goals now that you'll know exactly where we're at and what you get for those milestones. And what that means is that that changes our calculus for a show. That changes who we target. We target those supporters. So what we have to do is make a show that is good enough to make the people that are paying us happy. That means we invest in the important Topics. We spend our time thinking about making the show really good, not about grabbing clicks. And I think for a new show like Unfilter, it's more important than ever. It's 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 yeah. huge. Yeah. So uh, totally. But we have had so many problems uh, with with Amazon payments, especially after the Target credit card breach, where if you change your credit card, well, Target like, or uh, Amazon cancels the subscription. I mean, that's to be said. You know, when you when you try to do a lot of things on your own, and you know, I I've been there with as well. I I've done the exact same thing where. You know, I've tried to handle donations and try to set up different yeah. tiered levels and stuff. And then what happens is when people fall through the cracks, then you have to manage that. Yeah. And it's just it becomes a headache. And, uh, and then it becomes a really, job within its own job. Yeah. And even it's then, crazy. like, uh, you know, having Angela go after that, there's like there's especially with Amazon payments, there's not a lot of good facilities for tracking that. And doing you don't that, get a right? lot of info. And even when somebody's credit card like so there, we had about 30 people that uh, I believe it was about 30 people whose credit cards were just canceled because of the Target breach. Yeah. And so what happens is is Amazon still tries to run those transactions every month, so Jupiter Broadcasting ends up paying... So you're paying a transaction fee f- and not receiving anything exactly. from it. Exactly. So we're, in, we're actually losing money on the whole situation because sometimes it tries to charge it multiple times. Yeah. So uh, that's where a system like Patreon came about that I think is really going to empower... It already is empowering... Oh, it's huge. It's a whole new generation of crowdfunded podcast and it is something that is so perfect for the unfilter show what we want to do is we want to ask everyone who's an unfilter supporter and anyone who's ever considered to be an unfilter supporter to go over to patreon.com slash unfilter cancel your paypal cancel your amazon and go sign up over come here over here and if you're brand new it's never been a better time to come sign up because we've got uh, a structured system now so one of the benefits of the patreon system is you guys will see an upfront financial situation because the current system it's all kind of behind the scenes there's no public display of where our funding's at. This system will be upfront for our supporters. You guys will know exactly what the financial situation is for this show. And you'll see on the left side, we have set up goals that we want to reach. So as we reach certain funding, monthly funding levels, this is you go become a Patreon supporter. You can start at $5 uh, or more, but the, 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 just the regular $5 is the base. And uh, then you get access to the supporter show, just like we always have. They have Same a brand. Thing. They have a new yep. interface for it. It's kind of really cool. They've custom built like perks, a perk system that we can participate in, and we can track it. <laughs> and you'll very see, easily. we have the funding goals. What we want to accomplish as we reach a certain monthly revenue point. Uh, the first one's uh, pretty low because we're just trying to recover from where we're at because now we're below our minimum sustainable That's level. The web browser doing that for some reason. Is it getting crazy on you? Uh, I'll have to reload it, but there it goes. Uh, so we we have some we have some uh, low level goals, and we have some high goals that long term stuff, and we're also doing something else kind of neat. What's that? So we got the five dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is again patreon.com slash unfilter. We've got a limited thirty three thirty three supporter. And wait, and there's thirty three of them. 
only 33 available. So 33, 30 for 3, 33 available. Yeah. And I know that's not... Why would you want to do that? Well, this is for well, people... Why, why is it 33? Because that's just a great number. Okay. No, I'll tell you why, actually. Yeah, I know. So Someone, someone might ask. So. This is for people who are really passionate about this show. This is for people who recognize that... Um, what we're doing is important, and you love us. And, and we, well, you know, it's, and it's actually... It's maybe a little more dire than people realize. Um, you know, uh, I've just moved into a new studio. My monthly run costs have skyrocketed, and um, our revenue is down right now. So our costs are way, 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 way up. Our revenue is down, and Unfilter is below the minimum sustainable level. So that 33-33 level is for people who really want to help contribute right away. They want to supercharge our funding. They want to become an investor. I've limited it to only 33 people because one of the things we're going to start doing for the Unfilter show is we're going to start having more routine swag. A way for folks to grab themselves like an unfiltered shirt because we're really close to episode 100 of Unfilter. It's a one-time purchase where you can help out the show and not have to have a monthly subscription. And we're going to put that towards our revenue. But if you're a 3333 Patreon supporter, you will get that swag for free. As that monthly membership, part of your executive membership gets you yep. the swag. Yep. So if we do a shirt, you get a free shirt. When we do a hoodie, you get a free hoodie. If we do a unfiltered beer mug, you get a free beer mug. That's And you can do more than 33 as well, but the minimum is 33, and there's only 33 spots available. Because, yep. honestly, we wanted to keep it at something reasonable that and when we're mailing out and, swag, and, we can handle. And not only that, but it's an exclusive place to be. It is very exclusive. It's one of those things where... We get 33, 33, 33, 33. You know what I mean, 33? Yeah, I got you, 33. If we get 33, that that is what you know. We're, we, we care. I mean, it's like like you just mentioned where you, you uh, we don't have to worry about appeasing sponsors. We're worried about focusing in yeah. on our supporters. And, and we know there's some folks us. who really love this show who want to give more than five. And there's some folks who really love the show and can only give five. Right. So we've got both available. You can give more than five. You can get seven. Patreon lets you... You know, kind of, you can go in there and just set the amount. You don't yeah, have to. You, actually, here's the thing. You know, the the weird thing about Patreon is, if you want to do, say, five dot thirty three per month, you could. You can do five thirty three a month. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the benefits to Patreon, you do have to create an account, but they do the batch uh, transaction processing. So overall, we should not be paying the amount of transaction fees we pay right now. No. This because they do a consolidated transaction. They do it on a once a month yeah. basis. And if you're not a Patreon member yet, it's free to sign up. You might as well because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have a podcast you listen to that's not already on there, there's going to be one soon. Can, there's a lot. Can I can I make a small plug? Sure. Am I allowed to do yeah, that? Yeah, do it, man. No, I I you know I I started a Patreon about a couple of months ago, and one of the uh, big focuses of the Patreon was to pay for, kind of like Unfilter, to pay for the show. Uh, we have servers, Minecraft servers, that we have to yep. administrate. And it costs a lot of freaking money to do. Um, and so we just went to the community and said, hey, you guys, we like doing this show, but our show is so small and so niche that we need your help and support. And as you can see, we've gotten to that. We're almost to the 100% servers level. We're very, a little bit short. So the servers have almost been paid for. Almost been paid for entirely. And that that is huge. That is, yeah. that is big. And so yeah. we went to Patreon because it's yeah. one of those independent models where it's not a Kickstarter. Yeah. And that's that's the most important thing here is w- some people may ask us, why are we doing a Kickstarter it's or an Indiegogo? It's almost a blend, though, because you yeah. get the goals. So we have different funding goals. So you unlock those. 
Uh, so that's neat. I yeah. like that aspect of it. And the funding is public, yep. which I think is great, too. So you guys will be able to see how much we make and how many people are supporting us. So you guys can kind of do a health check now, on one of your favorite shows right there. It's just public. Now, there's a couple of things uh, that people need to know about with Patreon. First, you get charged once a month. Uh, and then also they do pull a fee from us. So if it says that we're going to get five hundred dollars in a month, we're really getting like four sixty eight or something. And that's if all the credit cards clear, right? And that's if everything clears. Yeah. But the but the cool thing is it allows easy tracking for Angela and for you, Chris. Uh, and it also gives you guys, uh, like Chris just said, a way to scope us and what's going on for ongoing content. But not only that, as you see with the larger, oh, I hit the wrong button there. You can see with the the higher goals. Um, I, I always like dream. I'm a big dreamer. Mm. I love to dream. Chase has I'm, a dream. I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. You know, you got to set goals. You have to set goals. If you're not setting goals, you're doing something wrong. And it's one of those things we where- We have a little mystery goal where you and I have an idea for something really big if we huge. get to that high level funding. I mean, if we got, to, if we got yeah. to this point, first off, I would take down doeschaseaveajob.com. Right. It'd be gone. Right. And we'd be doing something so epic and so beautiful. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Yeah. It really, truly would be. Especially and, for our friends across the pond. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, obviously, you know, they may not have all the options that you like. I, I don't believe Patreon uses, uh, at this point, Amazon Payments. And I, no Bitcoin. And no Bitcoin. So Coinbase users, you'll have to hang tight for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do know uh, in in chatting with the Patreon guys, they are well. Looking, we should mention we've actually we've had a, a conversation. We called up the CEO yeah. uh, and we talked with him for a while and really we got his number. Yeah, and we really like had a very prolonged conversation about how they work, what they're doing, you know. And he really has a great vision, and yeah. that's kind of what finally sold well, me. It, on was, this it was it was our one of my uh, we had a conversation like Chris said, and one of my questions, and I'm paraphrasing because it was a while back was what's your overall goal is your overall goal to, to sell to sell yeah. and cuz that's my my concern right is some big we're going to get on board and they sell and yeah. they're going to sell and that then, was a great question yeah and they go no 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 we are yeah. true to this we we they're won't. podcasters yeah they they they're entertainers uh, they one of the guys from Patreon has his own Patreon project uh I don't remember off the top of my head what it is but this is one of those things where you guys can get directly involved and yep. be a part of the show and see where we're at, and it's all transparent. We just had somebody join the chat room to say, hey, I've been waiting to use PayPal, and now Patreon lets me. Patreon also lets you just go direct to your card. Uh, and I am asking, if you're on PayPal or Amazon, cancel your subscription and go sign up for Patreon. Yeah. If you can't cancel right now, we're gonna do a, we'll do a transition period for you guys, so don't worry about that. But we want to switch everybody over to Patreon. That way we can be as upfront and public with our funding status yeah. as we can. And we want to focus on that because what we want to well, do is build out milestones and goals for you guys and keep you updated on there. There's, there's and there's a good content management system that's built in with Patreon, There's too. one other thing I, 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 I want to share with you guys, and I share this with my Minecraft audience, and I think it applies here. I know some of you out there, myself included, may not be working right now. You don't have the ability to contribute 5 or 33 33 per month. Patreon allows you to enter in whatever you feel comfortable, and you can edit that choice at any time. Oh. Uh, so, for example, let's say if you can't afford $5 per month, you can only afford $3.33 per month. That would at least help us get to our milestones, right? So you can you can you 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 won't get the perks, obviously, because you got to get at least five dollars to get the perk. 
but you can contribute whatever you feel comfortable. So if we provide any value to you whatsoever, you want to consider becoming a patron, even if you can't afford the minimum five dollar level. It's probably worth doing more than a dollar for the transaction fee. Though. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but it's but it's one of those things where it helps the Patreon numbers. It, it shows yeah. that you're a supporter, even yeah. though you can't fully support. That's it. That's really cool. Sense. They let them let you do that. Oh, absolutely, it's really nice. So Patreon.com/slash/unfilter, and just so you guys know, from the flip side, uh, I am a Patreon or patron. I guess. Yeah, it's a patron. Of like three or four podcasts. Like yeah. so I've been using it from the other end too as for for Me too. for a while Me too. now and I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. I I I you guys know obviously here on this show you we care are, about independent programming. We really care. Like <laughs> yeah, it's we like do. it's it's not yeah. just like a matter of like uh, importance, but I believe it's fundamentally important to an informed democracy. Yeah. Like that's how much I care about it. So the fact that they've made a platform like this is so awesome. So please help us Get back, our, get our numbers back hey, up. And what we'd like to do is get to new levels. We have so many great ideas for this hey, show. Hey, Chris. Chris, you might want to come back to this. What, what is it, Chase? It's already up to three. Hey, we got three patrons. And it's at 4333. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's oh, awesome. By, by the way, uh, Patre- uh, Patreon allows you to put cents in. In your in your pledges, yeah, I would love it if it's always at thirty three cents. <laughs> Something it's like it's at twenty seven thirty three. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could put cents in, but no, thanks, you guys. Really do appreciate yeah, it, joining much. us on Patreon. So remember, if you're on PayPal right now, if you're using Amazon payments, uh, over. Or, or you're just doing straight donations that Angela has to try to filter back to unfilter, you need to cancel those right now. Right, stop, hit pause, oh. stop right now, yeah. and then go to Patreon.com/unfilter. Yep. And make some awesome things happen. And when you become a Patreon supporter, you will get those supporter perks, including that ex- exclusive BitTorrent sync with all of our source files, sound clips, notes, art assets for every to show. All that fun jazz. Plus, you get a separate sync and dedicated RSS feed for the uh, supporter show itself, which yep. is uh, pre and post show of the Unfilter show. We're it's doing a, more, it's a whole other show. We're doing more, a little bit of video. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the supporters video get video. Yeah. Um, and I'll just tell you up front. Uh, that's likely never going to make it to the main show because of YouTube takedowns. Yeah. But we don't put the supporter show up on YouTube, so we can put stuff in there that we don't have to worry about some bogus content ID, even though it's fair use. Yeah. So the Unfilter supporter show has got tons of video in it now, too, Yeah. which is really interesting. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's total awesome. It's a total win, so thank you, everybody, for going over to patreon.com slash unfilter. I think for a show like ours, it's good to have this stuff out in the light so you guys can see it, and that way we're also able to give you a little bit of ideas of where we want to reach and what our goals are. Right. And, and oh, you know what? I forgot to mention one other thing. What? Which is really, really cool. What is it? So um, right now there's no activity on here, so yeah. there's nothing to show. <laughs> right. Uh, but here I'll, I'll show you as an example. The cool thing about Patreon is you can actually – uh, comment and uh, and have activity. Right, there's and stuff. a bit of a, like a, a forum there for right. the for. Is it for anyone or just the people who who pledge? Uh, well, both. So, for example, you'll notice uh, like here on my page, there's uh, listings here for patrons only. So we can uh, do exclusive patron only content. Yeah. So maybe well, we will. Yeah, we well, will. The supporter show will be one of them, but we right. could do blog posts. We could do the newsletter right. as a post there. Exactly. I think that's. I think we'll start to use that more and more. So people have one place to go. They will still have RSS feeds and BitTorrent sync available to them, but they'll have this to go to for the for that kind of so stuff. So, like too. for example, uh, Carl Walters, uh, uh, supporter of my show, he was actually he posted to the wall, so you can actually post oh, comments cool. and 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 helpful tips, and you can like it. It's kind of like a, a Facebookish in a way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really nice. Well, and it's nice because it's people who are just like I mean, we have the Unfilter forum, yeah, or Unfilter subreddit, which is a great forum. But this is, could be a great spot for. You know, one one of the things is uh, is uh, supporters themselves have not really had a place to congregate and discuss amongst each other. And now people do. Yeah, and and that's I think really cool. Where 
we we post a current edition or an update uh, to Unfilter episode ninety seven. And so remember, oh, one thing we need to mention, Chris, All the right. content will still always remain free. The main show? The oh, main yeah. show will oh, always yeah. be remain free. Absolutely. It will always be out there. We're not yep. going to start charging you to get early access to the main show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people always worry about that when you when they, people no, see Patreon. It's not our stuff. system. Nope. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, now we're already up to five. That's great. Which is great. Oh, wait, we got activity. We got an activity on here. Oh, look. Oh. There we go. Look at that. Somebody said hi. Someone just, no, someone said, uh, Sean Rodriguez said, we'll sync Sync thing testing be coming soon? What's sync thing? I don't know. I don't know. Get <laughs> torrent sync? I don't know. Sync sync thing or yeah. something. But no. Th- oh, 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 oh. Sync thing. That's a, it's a bit torrent. Uh, I don't know if you're saying it right, but it's a bit torrent sync not, alternative. Sorry. It's not quite as full featured. Is, as is it not called sync thing? Uh, I, I thought it's like synth or sync synth or something. Oh, okay. I, I might be wrong. Yeah. But it's like a bit torrent competitor. Not quite as full featured, but interesting. It's fully open source. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, you guys, this is a very exciting thing for us. We're, we're totally stoked, and uh, we wanted to launch it to you guys here yeah. on the show first. We were going to wait till 100, but we are in a bad spot with the spring cleaning that we've done, so we really do need your support. Uh, this show is incredibly important to us, uh, but it is the massive undertaking on the network, so it has to financially also make sense. It This is a business as much as yep. it is also everything else, a hobby, uh, people having fun, hanging out, but it's also a business. So we have to be able to make business sense, and you can help us So. So, so the process will work basically. Uh, and Chris has information based on your old subscriber data. Some of the people, as you move over, Chris will go ahead and, and grant you and get you set up mm-hmm. just like always. Nothing yep. will change. That's yeah. the beauty. Nothing just, will change there. You just now subscribe through Patreon and you can get the content through there. Yep. Uh, so yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. So it's just a different method. Hey, while we're talking about money, why don't we switch gears to the Ukraine? Yes. Uh, so Russia, man, is playing hardball. They, you know, of course, uh, Ukraine and uh, the capital there, Kiev, gets uh, their gas from Russia, and they are about a year behind on their bill right now. Whoa. They owe Russia $3.5 billion. Wait, that's a really big bill. That's a really big bill. <laughs> and so Russia's like, uh, hey, you know, uh, we're not going to give you any more gas until you pay up and you have to prepay. They're like, you go home or pay up. So, Why is that guy all grinning over there? You love that snap? I love that one. Uh, but before we talk about that, I want to mention just as a quick follow-up, we, we ended last week's Ukraine segment talking about how Putin said he's pulled back his troops. NATO right. said today there is still no evidence that Russian President Vladimir Putin has made good on his promise to pull back his troops from the Ukraine border. Today, Putin oversaw military exercises involving Russia's nuclear forces. He says they were planned back in November. So they're doing uh, some, uh, some pretty big, heavy uh, military exercises. And they're saying, now NATO, of course, NATO probably gets his information from the U.S. Uh, military. But NATO is saying, yeah, we're not seeing any pullback yet. Still looks like there's troops there to us. <laughs> uh, so now. Uh, I just hope they're not just saying that just to try to make them look bad. I mean, are, I mean, do you think it's hard to say? Like, yeah. why isn't the U.S. saying it? Why isn't our intelligence? Right. Exactly. Why, why aren't we just releasing the statement? Ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, on Sunday, on Sunday, there was a vote to separate uh, part of eastern Ukraine from the rest of Ukraine. Ukraine's eastern Donetsk region has declared itself a sovereign state. It follows a referendum on the status of the area, which has seen massive anti-government protests in recent months. The announcement was made by the interim head of the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic. From now on, the People's Republic of Donetsk is a sovereign state. The supreme body of the republic is the Supreme Council, formed by the republic's government and security council. Based on the will of the people of Donetsk and to restore historical justice, 
we asked the Russian Federation to consider making the Donetsk Republic a part of the Russian Federation. The Lugansk region has followed suit in declaring itself a sovereign state just after announcing the results of its referendum. An overwhelming majority of people who took part in the votes in both eastern Ukrainian regions voted in favour of self-determination. Oh. Party's Paula Slear has been following the ballots. Now, she's going to go over some numbers that are, uh, to me, uh, just uh, unbelievably enormous. The final tally is now in for yesterday's referendum vote. And no surprise, it is an overwhelming yes for the right for self-determination. Here in the Donetsk region, the final count is 89% of people voting yes. In the Lugansk region, it stands at 96%. It is also a referendum that saw an extremely high turnout. There were people that were literally standing in some polling stations for hours. The queues went all the way down the road, sometimes encircling the next road and even going around the corner. This is a clear indication of the importance and value that people here put on this referendum. Now, uh, that sounds pretty incredible, but of course, as you might expect, immediately the mainstream media says, this doesn't sound right. So, yeah. And I, I could potentially see their point. Today, pro-Russian separatists in Ukraine declared independence for two eastern provinces. Voters there overwhelmingly chose autonomy in a weekend referendum Ukraine's government, however, called the vote illegal, and today the White House said it does not recognize the results. Russia stopped short of endorsing it, too. Clarissa Ward is in Donetsk for us tonight. Clarissa, these numbers in favor of independence. Uh, Donetsk, it was 89 percent in favor, and Lugansk, 94 percent, is what's being reported by the pro-Russian separatists. What was the voting actually like? These numbers seem awfully high. Hmm. Well, we visited quite a few polling stations, and certainly there were some very big crowds. But I think it's fair to say that this vote did not meet any international standards that we would recognize. Oh, okay. So the vote didn't meet international standards. Now, that's a little vague, right? Well, what are these international standards? Yeah, what are these international standards? Thanks for telling us, reporter. So uh, the uh, State Department spokeshole uh, was pushed a little bit on uh, what these standards are. I loved this exchange. I had to grab it. On Ukraine, Mm -hmm. given your um, great and wonderful welcoming of the Indian election, I'm wondering what you can tell us about what you think about the referendum in Donetsk. I'm presuming it's slightly different. It is different. Uh, We do not recognize uh, the illegal referendum that took place in portions of Donetsk and Luhansk uh, over the weekend. It was illegal under oh. Ukrainian law oh. and an attempt to create further division and disorder in the country. Uh, it's method- She's reading a script right now. Yeah. was also highly suspect with reports of carousel voting, oh. pre-marked ballots, oh. children... Carousel voting. voting carousel. Voting for people who are absent and even voting in Moscow. And- so claims of children voting, uh, old people voting twice, um, you know, and that's it, very possible because it sounds like it was a very huge turnout. I could see a lot of chaos. Improper ballot boxes, voting in Moscow. In St. Petersburg. Uh, obviously, as you know, our focus remains on the May 25th presidential election, which is an opportunity to unite Ukraine and give its citizens a voice in the vote of their country. Sorry, I, maybe I'm just ignorant. Well, I guess I am because I've never heard. What's carousel voting? Oh, what is that? I'm sure she has a really good explanation because she said it pretty firmly. What is that? I, you know, I, the truth is, as I was reading that, I'm not familiar with that term either. I, it may be that people weren't checking in. I'll check and see what, oh. what our team meant specifically by voting, that term. I mean, it's not like they were sitting on horses going around in a circle. Yeah. Or, I don't think it's, it's not, a reference to that, Matt. Uh, okay. uh, the point is there were some, uh, the methodology and there were some uh, uh, 
irregularities we saw on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So there's some irregularities, which is probably true. Um, So uh, the U.S. is not recognizing the referendum uh, as far as they're considered as bogus. And uh, now, like I mentioned, Russia, in sort of maybe a response to, to, crack, to ratchet things back up, is cutting off the gas supply. Now, today onwards, Kiev's going to have to pay for its gas in advance. Russia's prime minister says Ukraine will only be supplied with what, whatever it's already paid for. And Kiev has failed to settle its fuel bill on time for more than a year and is currently billions in debt. Now, they kind of backed down a little bit and were like, well, we can work something out. We can work something out. Now, also, which is a little crazy, is uh, I guess maybe not totally unexpected, but the northern uh, Crimea Canal has been currently shut down, which is the water supply from the rest of Ukraine to Crimea. So they've shut down water to Crimea. Wow. Which is, uh, so we have a picture here of the canal, which is normally flowing with water, totally dried up. And uh, what they said is, uh, well, look, that's Ukrainian water. You are part of Russia now. You want water? Go get it from Russia. And they turned it off. Wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's playing hardball. Uh, they say that's a domestic Im- that's a domestic supply. You shouldn't be using it. Um, so go F yourself. Ooh. Which has happened recently in Syria, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, your buddy... Uh, your good friend. I have a lot of good friends. Your wine buddy, uh, Victoria Newland. You ah, were, Victoria. You, you remember Victoria probably because uh, she was the uh, spokeshole for the State Department uh, during Hillary's time. Yep. She is uh, married into the elite, so of course, as soon as Hillary stepped out, she's now one step away from uh, uh, John Kerry's position. She went from spokesperson to one to the to the one step away from Kerry. And but you also might remind her because she's the one that said f the EU. So that would be great, I think, to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it. And, you know, f*** the EU. So uh, Victoria is still playing the part. Uh, Victoria's in the center, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Uh, (laughs) You know, what's been fascinating is uh, she has been all over this. From the early planning, that clip we played was before the protests in Ukraine, before the government shakeup. That was her and another official lining up the new government over the phone where she says, F the EU. Then... Once the protests start, in order to frame the protesters as good people, you actually, and I have it in the show notes, you can see a picture of Victoria Nuland. She flies over to Ukraine and starts handing out bags of crackers so that way they have photo opportunities. That's a little too big here. There so that go. way, when when it comes up that you know these uh, these protesters are a bunch of violent people, well, they can they can refer to these photos and say, "Didn't you see the vote the photos of us going around and giving out crackers and sandwiches? We're giving cookies." So she has been so involved with this thing from the very beginning. So now now she's hauled in front of Congress because there's a few senators that have a few questions about our new friends over there, like uh, Congressman uh, Dana Roshberger, I think is how you say name, or Roshbacher. Uh, he pushes Newland on the legitimacy of future elections since they just overthrew the previously legitimately elected president and asks about the neo-Nazis that are involved with the anti-government protests. And you can, you can hear Victoria just kind of shuck and jive around the question. We did have a legitimate election before, and uh, the elected uh, president was uh, removed after we had uh, major street violence. There were pictures that people of people running around with these uh, that were we were told were neo-Nazis? Uh, first of all, the vast majority of those who participated on the Maidan were peaceful protesters. 
if you had a chance to see the pictures, some many of us visited, including many members here. The ones we planted. There were mothers and grandmothers and yeah. veterans. Let me know that I have a... I mean, they did those, they did those photo ops. We set them up for this uh, proceeding. I just mean, just so that way we had this. We're being genuine and here. If you look at the photo in the show notes, you can actually see there's at least two or three photographers following her, snapping pictures. There's a guy behind her with a camera strap. There's a guy off to the left with a camera, and he's taking pictures. And then, obviously, there's a guy taking the actual picture. Yeah, you can see the guy straight in the background there, straight right. in center, dead and then center. Look at the guy directly. The guy directly, directly behind her is her husband, I believe, but the guy over her shoulder has a camera strap, and then, obviously, somebody is taking that picture. So that means there's three photographers just in that one shot alone. So they, this is so planned. Such a plan, yeah. And then so then she can say, well, look, look at the – you saw these photos. However, uh, however – Before you go on, I saw – those pictures as well. I also saw a lot of pictures of people throwing firebombs at groups of policemen who are huddled in the over in a corner where people are shooting into the ranks of police. So yes, there were mothers with flowers, but there were also very dangerous street fighters who were engaged in those demonstrations. The question is, were there neo-Nazi groups involved in that? Um, there were, as I said, almost every color of Ukraine was represented, including some, ugl- including some is, ugly yeah, colors. The answer is yes, then. Yes, it is. Yes. Now, uh, one of the other things that uh, Newland disclosed in this hearing was that uh, we're sending them a ton of money. Uh, we're sending them initially $11 million, and then we'll be sending them additional $18 million. Uh, and uh, some of this money is for nonpartisan election activities, so we're helping fund it, as well as... Uh, a goodwill campaign for the new government. We're giving them money for marketing to buy a marketing firm. Uh, we're also sending a hundred uh, military observers. We're sending also two hundred and fifty-five long-term observers wow. and three thousand three hundred short-term observers uh, to the Ukraine. Financial and uh, all other aid also involves an additional eighteen million in non-lethal security assistance to the Ukraine Armed Forces and State Border Guard Service to enable them to fulfill their core missions. Wow. so <laughs> That must be nice to have that extra cash laying around. Oh, I, I actually don't think we do. No, no, we don't? No, but we just print it. Well, we, we, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, do we have a deficit? I thought we had a surplus. You know you know who might be able to loan us some money here pretty soon? I know Biden's son might be. Yeah, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, because he just got himself a sweet new gig. Oh, and a son yes. of the U.S. vice president has joined the board of directors of Ukraine's largest private gas producer. Hunter Biden now leads the company's legal unit, getting the position a few weeks after his father's trip to Kiev. There you go. So Biden goes over there. There's Hunter on the right. And, and uh, uh, I think that's, uh, is that Obama? I, can't, I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that guy. Oh, that's uh, Obama in the center. Oh, okay. Here's a little more information on Hunter's new gig. Since the start of the crisis in Ukraine, Washington has provided unwavering moral and financial support to anti-government protesters, particularly those who spearheaded the uprising. Over the past months, Kiev has received special visits from the CIA director, the Secretary of State, his assistant, senators, and most recently, U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, who recently crossed the Atlantic to assure Ukrainians that America's involvement in their crisis is sincere. We, the United States, stand with you and all the Ukrainian people. In time, democracy can be delivered to the Ukrainian people. (laughs) It is uh, not just... um, uh, a foreign policy judgment. It is a personal, it's an emotional commitment as well by uh, millions of Americans. Um, and uh, 
as you attempt to pursue energy security. Well, as it turns out, Joe Biden's youngest son will be conveniently playing a major role in Ukraine's pursuit of energy independence. Hunter Biden has been appointed head of legal affairs at Burisma Holdings, Ukraine's largest private gas producer. The U.S. vice president's son will also join the company's board of directors, consulting on matters related to international expansion and policies surrounding the country's economy. Boy, that sounds like a great gig. Uh, and of course, uh, this got the White House a little bit of heat, so they released the following statement. Oh, was this uh, pre-approved and pre-arranged to make sure that it was checked before ahead of time? Does before? not does not need to be uh, oh, according okay. to the White House. Sure. Uh, okay. uh, Hunter Biden is a private citizen and therefore is uh, free to do as he wishes and is not related to the actions uh, of the uh, Vice Chris, President. Uh, Chris, can you hear me that real yeah, quick? Here, hold on. Uh, oh, me, uh, oh, there's an addendum. Oh, okay. Uh, the 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 addendum says thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 thank you very much, everybody. So, uh, is this? So you know how like um, uh, the Obama administration is exactly like the Bush administration <laughs> in like every single way now. Oh yeah. Like every. And, and in fact, let's yeah. be honest. Worse. Wait, way worse. What do I, what do I say on this show, Chris? How, how many times do I say it on this show? Oh, All the time. All the time. You're right. All the time. Yeah. And it's like we see with the FCC, we see in the White House, we see it everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It's Private so- security, military, industrial complex. Oh, everywhere. Speaking of that, uh, there is footage online of uh, Blackwater, a.k.a. Academy troops, yeah. in some of the Ukraine, the more recent oh, Ukraine really? protests. Yeah. And uh, like at first I was a little skeptical. Then I saw it. I saw the footage. Yeah. It's, you know, nobody's as good as our guys. Like our, our private, our our private contractors, man. Those guys are just so brutal and so efficient. Like when you, like they make the uh, they make the new Ukrainian security force look like a bunch of clowns. Like the uh, <laughs> like the like the original Afghani hey, uh, when, force. When you're making a hundred grand plus per year, whoa, dude, way more than that. Oh, I know, but if when you're making a crap ton of money. I you're going to be pro. I knew a guy. You're going to be pro. I knew a guy who was a private contractor that guarded uh, oil pipelines, and I think he made something like sixty thousand a month. Whoa, a month or something. It might even been more than that. Yeah, it was really ridiculous. Now, uh, speaking of Obama and things that he's screwed up, uh, this has been making this clip has made the rounds. I've resisted it, but I, I just I have to play it in light of everything that's going down with Putin uh-huh. and the Ukraine. Okay. I go back to those wonderful presidential debates we had. Oh. General Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that al-Qaeda is a threat. Because a few months ago, when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia. Not al-Qaeda. You said Russia. In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. Well, this is the first time I'll ever say this, but Romney was right. Uh... Yeah, that's all I'm saying about that. Oh, I just boy. like, oh man, Barry. Maybe you just like, uh, maybe you should just let somebody else, or maybe somebody else is driving. All right, Chase. Well, why don't we uh, end on a high note? Bump, bump. I know. I know. Uh, this this first story, uh, John Micah. Uh, I think that's Who's how you say guy? his name. Mika. Mika is that? Uh, Micah. I'm not sure. John Mika. He's from Florida. Yeah, he's a congressman, and uh, he pulled a stunt that I, I just got a mad respect for this guy. But we told you last week about Washington, D.C.'s effort to decriminalize pot. Well, Congress, who can squash the local law already signed by D.C.'s mayor, looked into it Friday. The D.C. law will go into effect if Congress does not act within 60 days. Not a lot got done Friday, mainly because Florida's Republican congressman, John Micah, brought a joint to the hearing. Yeah! I have this joint here, and this is... um, Okay, don't get too excited out there, some of you. 
Uh, this is not a real one. It's a mock one. <laughs> when asked by a colleague if he'd actually roll the fake joint himself, uh, Micah said no. He said that his staff did it because, as he said, they would have more experience. Not sure what that's uh-huh. about his staff. Uh-huh. 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 One pot fight to another. In Colorado, lawmakers have approved a first-of-its-kind bill paving the way for marijuana businesses to set up bank accounts. Now, this is something you and I have talked yeah, a lot talk- about because this is a huge hurdle that uh, legal cannabis, medical, yeah. or just recreational. Because a lot of banks will not touch it because right. federally it's still illegal, right. yep. and a lot of these banks operate interstate. So, so here's a, a little here's a little more deets on this new banking system that they're thinking about setting up in Colorado. The business of pot is about to take another step toward legitimacy. Colorado's governor is expected to sign a bill creating the world's first banking system for marijuana sellers. Pot dispensaries would pool money into cooperatives. That helps them avoid dealing with large amounts of cash. The co-ops would make it easier for the state to track marijuana sales and collect taxes. Banks have blocked the industry from opening accounts over fears of breaking federal law. Yeah. What do you, so it's, it's like a co-op system. Yeah, it's almost like a credit union in a way. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys know about the history of credit unions, but a lot of them were formed just because of their the separatist kind of a way where they didn't want to be a part of this national federal reserve system. I, I know they are now; they have their own things. But way back when, you know, this is a way of pulling money. This is kind of like a credit union co-op kind of a situation. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, I, I did a little digging you know, on what the situation here is in Washington because, you know, our, uh, our recreational— Do you have a Washington State update for us, Chris? <clears throat> well, Bank of America back in February said that Bank of America declares it's, declares it's willing to accommodate new marijuana-related businesses. This is according to Jane, uh, Jim McContre, the treasurer for the state of Washington. He went on to say, I mean, in fact, we're already taking some tax revenues, I believe, for medical marijuana. So it's not a real issue in terms of perception. He says Bank of America is on board for the state of Washington. Oh, so really? I wonder if it's not an issue here, but uh, I, I actually, but then I haven't seen that actually happen in practice. And this was, this was maybe, a, maybe they're waiting for the actual stores to open, perhaps, or something along those lines. Well, there's already the medical, though. Yeah, and what has the medical community been doing? Just cash. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and and one last uh, bit of business to attend. Uh, the What's been happening in Colorado? Since? Colorado. I don't yeah. have a clip for this because I don't know why they're not reporting on this. But uh, uh, you know why, right? They're already. Huh? I have my suspicions. Yeah. <laughs> but here's. I, I tried to put the highlights in the show notes. Uh, so the state Department of Revenue in Colorado reports that the marijuana retailers sold nearly nineteen million dollars. Uh, in March, up from $14 million in February. The first three months of legal weed have generated uh, about $7.3 million in taxes alone, uh, which brings the total revenue up to $12.6 million. Retail marijuana sales tax brought in $1.4 million in January, $1.43 in February, and now $1.898 in March. This indicates that it wasn't just like an early rush, oh my gosh, we have a new toy, but it's actually an upward trend, yeah. which isn't, it's only, it's too early to make any calls now, but does indicate that demand is actually increasing. So that's an interesting sign. Yeah. Um, did you, by the way, Chris, did you know there were some unintended con- consequences out of all this? You know, they're getting a lot of money, right? Yeah. But over the same time period. Yeah. Denver crime has slightly gone down. I know. This crime has declined. Yeah. Oh, go figure. Yeah. Uh, and also real estate sales have gone up for grow locations. Yeah. So that's also another. And, and also the sale and, and store sales. Uh, so they expect uh, uh, that the- uh, Bulk sales are still high for medical marijuana, though. Yes. Um, it's, that's the other thing that's interesting is medical marijuana hasn't suffered. No, it, it hasn't suffered. 
the other thing about the unintended consequences is a lot of people thought that trafficking would be increased. Right. It hasn't. No, they, yeah, not yet. Uh, and it's crazy. Uh, they also say in here that they expect total U.S. sales to be at least $2.57 billion this year. That's up from $1.53 billion just last year. That's incredible. So that's a huge jump. Yeah. Uh, the Colorado legislature has already formed a plan to spend $33 million of the tax revenue on school nurses and public education on marijuana to help people, you know, give them a heads More up info. on what's up. Right, yeah. And Colorado cops will also be getting a chunk of the new revenue. Uh, they're going to get 10 to 15% of the proceeds and put it towards DUI enforcement and fighting diversions and, and helping uh, keep Colorado pot out of entering other states. Now, not to, be, not to remain pessimistic on these kind of things, uh, the one thing that always worries me about any government, not just you know Colorado government, but our government included, is when you see these governments bring in the revenue, additional revenue, and then they go and spend it on programs like school programs and education programs, which I am for, you definitely, you know, you, you can't do enough education, I guess. Uh, um, what happens when sales go down? What happens right, yeah. when that revenue starts to lower a little bit? Then they're going to come right back to us and say, hey, we need more taxes. We need to raise taxes does to that, replace that revenue. Does that happen? I, and I'm, I don't know. The and, well, I does know, it happen very much on the sin tax things? You know, the beers, the cigarettes? I don't... Uh, like it, it does well, on well, gas. Well, when, it, ha- it has happened on cigarettes for sure. Every smoker would probably tell no, you No, what that. I'm saying is, um, does the usage and tax revenue decline? It seems like they still manage to make an S load well, of money. Well, usage has declined. Yeah, uh, but I they're mean, still making sure. a ton of money. But they're still making a ton of money. But, right. th- like, for example, in the city of Seattle... They're 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 trying to float this idea to raise property taxes or at least raise gas taxes uh, to fund metro buses. <laughs> um, and the thing is, buses uh, the the buses are not self sufficient. But the thing is, uh, there was a vote recently to pass a uh, an initiative to raise car tab fees across King County. Mm. It failed. So now they don't have the funding for the buses. So now they're trying to figure out a different way to get more money from the taxpayer. Well, I think one th- way, one way to think about it is the current tax rate here in Washington is probably the same in Colorado because I think we're taking a lot from them. Yeah. But uh, we also have a big B&O tax here that a lot of states don't have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, the diff- they set the tax rate based on what how they think it's going to affect supply and demand. Oh, so okay. when supply and demand changes, they change the tax rate. See, th- and that's actually a nice way of doing it, and I wish they would do it that way here. Like, for example, for alcohol, for example, you know, yeah. we just legalized private uh, well, liquor. I, I and- doubt they'll ever lower it. Right. Yeah. So, um, and and I I now my personal bet, like if if I was going to put down money on this, I would say uh, it's not going to go down. Uh, yeah. I think it. The thing is, is the weed market now that it's 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 opening up. Um, there's new concepts and ideas that people get to play with that are going to sell like crazy, like these pen vaporizers and the the new types of edibles that we're only now just getting because of the more people that have exposure, the more ideas, the more people working on. Now stuff. I have a question for you. I think uh, it's I think it's going to blow up. I think I'm, it's going to skyrocket. I know, and I and I've had conflicting reports of reading this particular thing. Is it true or not true that growers can only grow? a set amount, and they can't grow a back catalog of, of I, material. There is some limitations on, on that, and I don't know exactly, like, because... Because some people said, like, there's going to be, like, f- for example, when sales hit Washington State in, was it next month, 
when they hit supposedly next month, yeah. that once they run out of their initial supply, then right. it's just going to push more people back to the black market well, because there won't be any material to buy. See, that kind of only works in the in the context of these growers not cooperating together. But what they actually do is they kind of form little co-ops themselves. Oh, and okay. So they, they move supply around. That way it all kind of... Now, not everybody does, but a lot of them have... And then some of them are structured where they have growers who actually don't work and live there, but they can call them in as kind of like, you're a good known source and we need inventory. So there's you know, there's ways to work around those limitations, but it will probably. I think initially, I think there will be massive. Supply I don't know concerns. if I should say this on this show. Uh oh. But I'm wondering, Chris. You know, obviously Colorado's got it. Where you know they're 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 starting something new. The state of Washington. Yes, we're slow. Sorry, people. But at least we're we're starting something new and, and saying, all right, you know, marijuana is an okay thing. Let's make it legal. Let's make it happen. We are going by the vote of the people. Maybe it's time for a a professional show about where are you going, Chase? About marijuana. I mean, I maybe you know we review different uh, you know uh, vaporizers. Yeah, and but pens a show could only do that in an area where it was legal. We, uh, Chris, huh? We live in an area where oh, it's legal. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and you know, get review units. Uh, you know, talk about what's happening with laws and, and you know, bring up new... I You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just stupid. I'm just going to move on and talk about the unfiltered subreddit. All right. You know what? I brought the red book, but I didn't bring a pen. All right. Fair you know what? I'll, I can write down a prediction if you want, and then I'll go get a pen after the show. Well, it's going to be an easy prediction. All right. But I want to remind everybody that you can head over to our unfiltered subreddit at unfilter.reddit.com. That is where you can submit stories for possible inclusion into the show. This is where you can uh, be a part of the yep. conversation. Even if you can't help out financially, you can still help out editorially and also just with your contributions with the discussion. Yes. Now, Chris, I know that the current number is way above our previous predictions. Right now, we're at right. 1,290. Wow. Our, your last prediction prediction was a 92 at 1260. Yeah, so we blew through that. So what do you want to make your new prediction? I'm going to be bold because you know we did a bold thing today by launching the Patreon. I am going for an even 1,300 supporters or Whoa, readers. Whoa, dude. Uh, unfiltered.reddit.com make yes. his dreams come true everybody make now Chase happen. Yes. if I wanted to contact you throughout the week follow you where would I go uh, go to go to Twitter okay. I love Twitter I'm always on there twitter.com slash newness N-U-N-E-S you mentioned that Minecraft show what I if do. I wanted to watch that if you want to watch building which is fun and awesome and, and all that fun jazz head yeah. over to geekgamer.tv yeah we all obviously, you know, we just did a show about network neutrality on Sunday. It was a great show, great conversation. We played this great video nice. that kind of explained the whole picture of what's happening. Good. You know, can I, can I just mention my Twitter? Real you know, quick? you should. Now, you tweet out things Sometimes. usually under 140 characters. It's a great way to know when we're going live, too. Because, you know, Unfiltered is live on a Wednesday. Is it typically? You could go to jupiterbroadcasting.com. Or dot com slash calendar. And, and, and if you're following Chris on Twitter. You would Twitter. just get it. But yeah. Or you can follow me on Twitter. Whatever and you want. And if you're following Chris on Twitter. Pushy. If you're following Chris, Whatever. Chris on Twitter, you'll know when the barbecue cam is up. That's true. And we're eating me. Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Oh, wow. What a great show, Chris. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of The Unfiltered Show. We'll see you right back here next week.
Ah, uh, yes. People, pe- uh, the chat, chat room is all over the, the place. Chat, the chat room is in a buzz right now. Oh, funny, uh, nice. Well, uh, <laughs> get it. Uh, nobody, nobody uh, posted in the chat. Hey, okay, I'm not really a JB watcher, so I didn't catch that. Were they serious about a pot show? Because that would get me to watch. Well, we'll save that for a future. I, I will. I would say this though: we would definitely need to go get a sponsor. Uh, Funyuns uh, would have to be a sponsor <laughs> of the show. JBTitles.com, everybody. Yes. JBTitles.com. Yes. Uh, the Chris and Chase Pot Show Making Numbers brought to you by Funyun. You know, uh, I meant to mention it earlier in the supporter show. Really great overtime folder this week in the supporter sync. Uh, I've got uh, way more on everything we talked about. It was just stuff that was too long to fit in the show. That's what she said. So I've got uh, I've got um, a CBC interview with, uh, with Greenwald in there. There's a lot of really good stuff. So if you have the uh, supporter show sync, I would recommend you grab the overtime folder this week and uh, watch that stuff. All right, so right now, head over to jbtitles.com. Please submit your titles. Right now, the top vote-getter. I like NSA Collect It All. It, it, you know, it's a play on a Pokemon. Got to collect it all. That's right. It Pokemon. Is, it? NSA Strikes Again. That's pretty good, too. Ah, uh, yes. Bum, bum, bum. Hi, hey, thanks, Fate. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really good show, a good active discussion. Uh, I, I called reveals plumbing. I, by the way, Chris, I called the FCC uh, switchboard. Good man. I left a message. I said I want them to be reclassified as a Title II common carrier. Have a nice day. And they put they took my information, and it was a very painless call. It was less than five minutes. No doubt, she received a lot of calls that day. I think Reddit the same day was pushing people to call the FCC too. Tomorrow is a big day for the FCC. Tomorrow is a big day. Big day. Uh, a galactic weirdo, uh, the supporter sync. Basically, what will happen is once you sign up. Yeah, I guess I'll have to post that up there tonight. Yep. And here's the thing, though, Chris. You, Yeah, you can post it as a Patreon-only post. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. And you can the cool thing about do you get their email addresses? Like, can I add them to the newsletter and send them the newsletter too? Yeah, you get everything as yeah. long as they give it to you. So uh, if they do, then look at well, now the one thing you, you I don't know you hopefully you did this is when you set the reward level for, uh, for at least for the thirty three thirty three. I got their address. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. I, I by the way I sent a, a message. Send them the swag. I sent a message to Patreon because one of the things right now that we have a hard time doing is we offer Minecraft related awards. Yeah, and we need their Minecraft username. Yeah. And so you'd so, like them to be able to have a form to put that in? Right, and they don't have that right now. So we have to send a separate survey to all of our Minecraft Patreons. Um, and so I sent a message to Patreon. I was like, eh, is there a way to do this? And they're like, it's funny you mentioned that because oh, I brought up that exact same example with Minecraft as an example. And they are working on that solution. It's nice. not ready yet, but they are working on it. Uh, so NSA Collected All is currently pulling ahead by quite a bit. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's okay. a really good one. I don't. Yeah, I that's good. We'll I go I don't think I yeah. Okay. I wouldn't change that. I'd All go right. with that. But I'm I really hoping you guys in the in the JB chat, uh, especially if you're in the US and you're affected, you please call the FCC. Leave a pub, leave a comment. It doesn't take much of your time. It's one of those things where, you know, you don't have to worry about signing a petition, but uh, you know what? Have your voice heard. And uh, thank you to all our supporters who have stuck with us. And those of you who are switching over to the Patreon, I appreciate you guys working through that with us. Yeah. I really think it's going to be a much better long-term oh, system. Should, so. should we do a Patreon update? It's something Chase and I have probably talked about. For We've been talking about it for about three months now. Well, yeah. And uh, it was one of those things where 
Oh, wow. Look at that. That's awesome. We're up to eight patrons now. 7366. We're not at 33. What? Well, maybe right. somebody will get us over. Come on. Come on. Get us up to uh, dot 33. Come on, you guys. Um, or I'll have to do it. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep editing my pledge to make it dot 33 all the time. <laughs> um, but no, um, I when I launched the Patreon, I didn't know what to expect, to be bluntly honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it worked out very, very well. Um, my audience is obviously... The differences between my audience and, 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 and Chris's audience is Minecraft is usually played by kids that are 12 and 14 years old that don't have money. Uh, <laughs> but it's patreon.com slash unfilter uh, if you want to support the Patreon. Uh, please do. Uh, we just launched it today. Make sure that if you're already an unfilter supporter that you have canceled. You have canceled what you're doing now. So if it's PayPal, uh, Amazon payments, whatever you're doing, cancel it. And then come over to patreon.com slash unfilter. And if you're brand new, we're glad to have you, too. We're very glad to have you. Um, There's so much more show in the uh, sync, and those keys will be changing. I don't know with the Patreon if maybe we want to push it out a little bit longer, but they'll be changing soon. Uh, But you can still grab them in the newsletter, so make sure you're getting the newsletter, too. And I'll put them in the Patreon. Great uh, thing to see here also is a lot of these people that are supporting us on Patreon are first-time Patreon supporters, which is great. Uh, except for one. Uh, one guy is supporting someone else on Patreon. Oh, cool. But, yeah, no, that's the great thing. Uh, you can be a part of the process. And uh, if Chris and I get nice weather where it's not so hot, uh, we'll do a, we'll do a special Patreon unfilter video. Yeah. I think we got to. We will. Well, yeah. they, they, they say patrons with videos yeah. do well. Yeah, and especially for— uh, The NSA is always listening. Come on, man. We, but we need to come up with something that kind of <clears throat> explains what the show is to people I who are think, browsing Patreon. I think when I, when I talked about— you know, our special for 100 when we go. I think that might, if we incorporate a special recording. That would with be the, the place to yeah, do it. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. We should make that happen, Chase. We need to make that happen. Um, all right. All right. So should we get out of here? Uh, one, th- one last thing. Uh, you have a typo. You have a typo. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, a show about the news your need to know. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, jeez, Louise. I'll have to go fix that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Other than that, you guys, uh, great, great show. Awesome show. Yes. Um and mostly like your faces. Yeah, we love your faces. Mostly, mostly, usually. From what we can, from what we can gather through the internet. Yeah, I an IP breakdown says a pot show on JB would probably turn more people off than on. You know, then maybe we just do an independent show. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be a JB show if we were going to do a show. Yeah, we got plenty to work on right now, though. Yes. Well, we got we got something else cooking. Yeah, there's things they're cooking. It's 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 in the bowl right now cooking. That's all I'm saying. That's all all you're saying. All right, Chase. Hey, what's that music? I think that means it's time for us to go. Well, you guys, thanks so much, chat room. You guys rock. That's true. And uh, thank you very much to our supporters. Thank you guys for helping us out, keeping us on the air. And I hope the Patreon works for you because we're pretty excited about it. We are stoked and uh, love seeing you guys jump on board tonight. Don't forget, cancel yours and jump on over over to Patreon. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Good night.